Hello, and welcome to our first episode of Grid Talk. My name is Julie Booth. I'm WEX Manager of Communications and Outreach. And today I have two special guests with me, and we're going to be talking about the Anchor data set or the ADS. So first we have Byron Wurtz. Byron, will you introduce yourself and tell us what you do for WEC? Sure, thanks, Julie. Uh, my name is Byron Wurtz. I'm the manager of the System Adequacy Planning Department here at WEC. And what does the System Adequacy Planning Department do for us? The System Adequacy Department, sometimes known as the SAP Department, uh, we do planning for the high voltage electric transmission grid in the WEC footprint. Uh, what that means is we try to look into the future anywhere from 10 to 20 years and understand what some potential risks to the reliability of the high voltage grid might be. We try to understand those risks and uh, see what we can do to plan around them. Um, we also have with us Tyler Budakofer. Tyler, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Tyler Budakofer. I'm staff engineer on the Systematicity Planning Group. Um, I work with our external stakeholders to build the Anchor dataset, or the ADS, and work with also with our internal uh, folks to be able to build that and on the studies that we use, uh, that we create using the Anchor dataset. Excellent. So the, the Anchor dataset is sort of your baby, if you will. Sure. It is. Okay, great. So let's start with our first question, and this is for you, Byron. Why don't you tell us... Um, what the 2032 Anchor dataset actually is. There are a couple of pieces of that name that are important. One of them is the Anchor dataset. Uh, we think of an anchor as being something that holds us in place, and in a sense, that's what the Anchor dataset does. It is a reference point so that when WEC and some of the other organizations in the Western Interconnection in the Western US and Canada when they do planning studies, it's a reference point so that we've got a base set of data that uh, allows us to understand better uh, what the data means when we do our analyses. The other thing that's important is it's 2032. Now, right now it's 2022, and this is 10 years into the future. So one of the characteristics of the Anchor data set is that we look 10 years into the future and try to understand what the grid might look like in 10 years we get the best information we can about uh, three, three main items. Uh, one of them is the resources or the generating facilities that are gonna be available 10 years from now. We get that information from those organizations that own the generating units and that do planning around them. The second thing we look at is loads or customer use. Uh, the utilities and others give us information about their best estimates of what the usage might be 10 years from now. That information about loads goes into our system, or excuse me, goes into the Anchor data set. And the third piece we look at is what we refer to as transmission topology, kind of a fancy word, but it really means how many wires and transformers and other kinds of equipment will there be 10 years from now. There's certain things that exist now. If you drive around on the freeways, you see power lines and you see substations. There are other pieces of equipment that are planned to go into service in the next 10 years, and we try to account for those too, so that 10 years from now, the system is what's in, we call it steel in the ground now, plus what's added over the next 10 years. We put those three pieces of information together, the loads, the resources, and the transmission system, and it's our best estimate of what the system will be like 10 years from now. That, that gives us a way of planning what kinds of issues could come up uh, 10 years from now. 
in this case in 2032. Um, let's go on to our second question here and we'll pop this one over to Tyler. So um, Tyler, tell us more about the ADS data. What is the purpose for this data? Aside from being a foundational anchor, what else do you do with this? That's used as a basis for studies that we do here at WEC and that um, other entities do, whether they're, they're the registered entities, the, I guess when I say registered entities, I mean uh, those that are part of WEC, um, the utilities, the utility companies. Um, and, and then the, those that are planning the system as well. They use it for their studies. There's the uh, regional entities that also use it for their studies. Tyler, you had talked about that data set and who uses it and why, but where does WEC get all this besides the BAs? Are there other partners that you work with to get some of this data? Yeah, we work with a lot of um, external stakeholders and, and other interest party, interested parties. So we have our per, uh, production cost data subcommittee that we work with, um, and they are made up of several stakeholders such as the uh, power companies or, uh, themselves, uh, or so, also some of the national labs um, that are under the Department of Energy. Um, That's great. Yeah, and they spit the national labs um, under the Department of Energy, such as uh, the National Renewable Energy Lab, they uh, both use some of the data, that, all the data that we create in the Anchor data set, but they also provide us with a lot of, of data in a collaborative effort. Um, and that's the wind and solar hourly shape. So we're interested hour by hour what um, the wind and solar looks like so that we can put that into our model. Um, and then we also work with the uh, with Pacific National Pacific Northwest National Lab. Um, That's a mouthful. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or PNNL, and they they help us with our uh, hydro data. Oh, great! Um, to be able to say this is what the hydro data looked like, and this is how we can use it in our model. Excellent! Wow, that's a great partnership. And there's another part of this uh, process that's important too. And not only do we work with external stakeholders to get the data and put it in the model, we also work with them to validate the data, oh. which is a separate step where not only WEC staff but our stakeholders too take a close look at the data to see if it makes sense. Sometimes we find errors, sometimes we find things that when we put it in the model it doesn't work right. So, and we have to make sure that not only did we get data from good sources, but when we put it all together, we connect all of the interlocking pieces in this data set, that they work together well, and that the data that comes out of it makes sense. That's fantastic. So you're basically fact-checking your own data. That's great. Make sure exactly. it works. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, not only are they helping us with that, but they're using the Anchor data set for some of the work they do, too. So sure. they supply data, we and we... And, and also supply the anchor data set so they can do their work. So it's a win-win for all of us here in the Western Interconnection. Yeah. That's great. So um, I know that you said, Byron, that there is a 10-year horizon that you look at with this data. Can you talk more about that? Well, 10 years is sort of a convenient time frame for us to look at. In the next 10 years, I mentioned that there will be some new generating facilities that will come online. Many of the resources that we're dealing with in the Anchor data set, uh, especially the new ones, are renewable resources. That's been a really important right. consideration for us. 
and a new wind plant or a new solar plant can be built rel relatively quickly. So we, we want to understand 10 years from now not only what uh, new resources are coming on and how the loads are going to change, but that can also give us an idea of what some of the issues in the transmission system might be. And that can lead us into needing to do some longer term planning. But 10 years is sort of a, uh, a convenient time frame where we can, we can plan for changes. It's enough time to look ahead so that as you see the load changing or you see new resources coming on, there are certain things that uh, other planners can do that, to accommodate those changes and make sure that the system is stable. Some things do take longer. New, new transmission lines, for example, take longer to build than 10 years in most cases. But the ten, within the 10-year planning horizon, we can understand a lot about potential risks and uh, hopefully be able to do some things to accommodate them to, so that they, they don't cause problems. That, that's excellent. Um, and I know you had talked about earlier, Tyler, that um, you know that 10-year horizon, first of all, is admirable because I can't even think a day ahead. So well done. So we've learned about how you collect this data, who our stakeholder partners are when you compile this information, and the 10-year horizon. So let's do a little deeper dive into the use case. So tell me, Byron, what you do with all this ADS data. Um, let's go in a little deeper and talk about that. Sure. Um, there's, there's a couple of things that we do with it. First of all, once we put together this anchor data set, we've got this information about the loads and the resources and the transmission system. We put that into our planning model. It's a computer simulation that says, okay, with all of that information, um, how would all of those generating units be used to meet the load that we see? That's called the dispatch. And the tool that we use does a dispatch of all of the generating units for each of the 8,760 8, hours of our planning year. Wow. So for the year 2032, our model will say for each hour of that year, how much are you going to be using the gas units and the solar generation and the nuclear and the coal and everything else that's in the system? How, how, how much of each of those units are you going to use? And as we, as we take a look at those results, it gives, us an it gives us information about what the resource mix is. To meet all the load in 2032, we have this much of each resource. It also tells us how much each of our transmission lines is used. And it helps us see, are there cases where a line, one of our transmission lines is used at a high percentage of its capacity for a lot of the year or to some of its year? That's information that tells us how well the system is being used. And maybe it leads us to see other needs in the system. Another thing we do is that we use, I mentioned that the anchor data set is a starting point or it's a foundation or an anchor. We also do other kinds of planning studies that will change the data to address certain specific issues. For example, if we want to do a, a study that says, well, what if we want to have a whole bunch of renewable resources, just even more solar and wind and geothermal and whatever, that, uh, just to see how the system would react. Well, we can change the inputs to the anchor data set. We can change certain parameters that go into our computer model. That's cool. And we do an assessment to say, well, if that's the case, what does that uh, do to the dispatch? What does that do to the flows on the transmission system and so forth? So WET does a number of those. Uh, some of the listeners may have heard about some of the studies we've done through our study program where we looked at specific issues. 
All of them start with the anchor data set, and it's modified to study certain specific questions that we're trying to answer. Again, getting back to what potential reliability risks do we want to learn more about. Tyler, do you have anything to add? Yeah, one thing I'd like to add is um, it's not only a foundation or an anchor for our work here at WEC, but also for um, like our regional entities, or our regional planning groups, rather. Um, and they, they cover large portions of the United States, like in California, it's the California ISO uh, footprint. Um, and, and they are studying regional uh, issues in their, in their section. So they'll take our, our data set and they modify it for their needs um, and also do some of those assessments on it um, to find out if there's any regional risk to the system. So they do the more of a micro um, model, if you yeah, will. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, Look at the, the micro level for, for that region. Um, there's also some of the uh, power companies or the utilities that do uh, more deep dives on their specific areas as well. And they use the anchor data set to start with. That's fantastic. Wow. Um, anything else that you would like to add to this conversation before we close? Yeah, there's, there's one other thing I wanted to mention, Julie, that um, we've been talking a bit about the 10-year planning horizon and how we try to understand things looking at 10 years. Our department also does some studies that look at 20 years, and the, that gives us a, a different look at the system. When you go out 10 years further into the future, you get even more uncertainty, uh, sure. which you don't know about things in 10 years. You may know in some cases know even less about it in 20 years. But it's important to take a look at the best you can 20 years in the future, uh, to, because there's some things that the system may need that just have a long lead time. I mentioned building transmission lines. Yeah. One of the things we've done in some of our studies is to take the anchor data set and extend some of the assumptions that we made in creating a 10-year data set, extend them another 10 years to have a 20-year data set. Uh, last year, for example, we took a look at 2040, uh, what happens if you try to get really, really high penetrations of renewable resources in 2040. To do that, we had to take the previous version of the anchor data set, but extend it another 10 years so that we had a production cost model data set that represented a 20-year horizon. That's another use of the anchor data set that wow. we've had. So 10 and 20-year horizons. That's yeah, Mostly in the 10-year horizon, right. but sometimes in the 20-year. So that's fascinating. Uh, well, we could really geek out on this all day, but this is fantastic. Um, I think it's um, great. Thank you for explaining it to me. And for everyone else, um, you can access the 2032 anchor data set on WEC's website, which is WEC.org. Thank you for joining us.